Row Along, a friendly voice in your ear to motivate, coach and entertain you through each indoor rowing workout as we row along together. I set the stroke rate and the training pace based on your current 2,000 metre time. Just set your monitor to just row and start and stop when I tell you. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com. Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. Today's session is going to be a fantastic one for building your fitness and for kind of burning off some calories, taking some time to work on your technique and as a recovery row. What we're going to do is six six minute intervals with one minute rest in between. And you can find this row as RA27 on the ErgZone app. And we're going to alternate doing them at 20 strokes a minute and then 18 strokes a minute. And our pace is therefore going to change from 2k plus 18 to 2k plus 20. A 2k training pace is basically calculated by doing a 2000 meter time trial. And then you divide that resulting time by four, which gives you your average time to cover 500 meters. And that is your 2k training pace. Now this is explained a little bit better in the description. So make sure and read that if you're still a little bit unsure about it. But if you just want to gauge this as an effort level point of view, then you really are down there at round about five to six out of 10. It's a, uh, a row that will just kind of give you a good old kind of feel. You'll get a nice sweat. Your heart rate will be up a little bit, but you're not going to be destroyed. Okay. This is going to be one that you come out and go, Oh, I just worked well today, but uh, I didn't exhaust myself. All right. So let's get into today's warm up first. Now we always do run about four minute warm up and we start off by setting up our machine. Now go to your drag factor and set that first. If you don't know anything about drag factor, please check out the video on this channel. But basically you want to set it somewhere where you know you're putting in a little bit of effort, but it doesn't feel like you're rowing a cruise ship down a river. Next up, go to your monitor and set it at eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. And finally, the foot straps should get to a point that allow you to get to the front of the machine with your shins into a vertical position in a nice comfortable way okay maybe play around with it a little bit from time to time just to make sure you're still happy and comfy right so we're going to do four minute warm-up at 18 strokes per minute and we're going to start off at a nice gentle pace okay in three two one let's go so it's warm up this is why I always say we're just warming up at this stage we're not worrying about our pace at all just make sure to Connect your legs, press into the foot plate, try and get the timing right as you do that with the connection of the handle to the flywheel. And then gradually over the course of the first two minutes of this warm up, you can start to increase your pace a little bit so that you get closer to about 2k plus 20 then you can just hold it there and then for the last two minutes of this warm-up we'll do some single leg drills and some split pick drills just to help you work on that kind of mobility of your back and things Just continue to increase the pressure from your legs, bearing in mind that your arms usually just follow along with your legs. So we're not thinking about pulling harder here as we get closer to 2K plus 20. 
If anything, we're just thinking about pushing harder with the legs. Okay then, so in four more strokes, we're gonna take one foot out of the foot straps. Two more. One more. Here we go. One foot out, put it on the floor and continue rowing. Now your balance may shift a little bit as you do that. That's part of the reason we do this. So you can think about your balance and that push from your legs. Nice, even press into the foot plates. One more. Let's swap feet. And it helps just get that compression to the front of the machine here, correct. You don't have two legs binding you up if you don't have flexible hips. Two more here. I sang that one. <laughs> Both feet in, legs straight, and just roll with your back and arms. So you're just swinging over your hips and pulling in your arms, and then pushing out your arms and swinging back over your hips. It's really important for teaching you that sequencing of the back, then the arms, then the arms, then the back. One more. Now roll to the front of the machine, straight arms, and push out from the front of the machine. Keep that forward, lean into the front of the machine with straight arms, and just press. You don't have to go too far back. You're just working on the timing, the connection, and holding that forward lean as you drive. One more. All done. There we go. That seemed like a bit of a muted warm-up today. I wasn't going off into worlds of fancy or anything. Huh. Continue moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I will explain one more time what it is we're doing today. Just a quick reminder that these podcasts are taken from the videos that I host on YouTube. If you want to see what I'm doing rather than just listen, then check out Row Along on YouTube or head to rowalong.com. Okay then, so today's row is going to be six six-minute intervals with one-minute rest in between. Now you can program that into your monitor as six-minute intervals with one-minute rests. We may get maybe one or two seconds out of sync with each other by the time we get to the end, but that shouldn't matter much on a row like this. Now remember, you're going to do these as alternating paces and stroke rates. So you're going to do 20 strokes a minute at 2K plus 18. And then for the next one, you're going to do 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus 20. And then you're going to do that again, and then you're going to do that again, okay? So it's going to be a really nice workout that's just going to let you grind through your stroke and like really develop that um, ability to use your oxygen to fuel your muscles and whatever. And like I say every single time, this isn't the most exciting row in the world, but this is what allows you to be able to go fast, to be able to um, do things like basically look at your calorie burn and say, wow, that's incredible, I've lost... I've burned calories by doing that one and whatever. And just, it's just such a vital important, oh, I ranted enough <laughs> to you all about how important this row is. You don't need, unless if you're a new viewer, 
then I've saved you on a rant. I almost got there, but I almost went off on another one. Just trust me. Rows like this might not be flashy on paper, but they're just so incredibly important for you. That's all I'll say. Right, shall we get on with rowing? I will start my watch. There we go. And then we'll start at 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace in three, two, one, go. So it's one stroke every three seconds. This one's really easy to just count down on the monitor and to keep yourself in time rowing along with that. The 18s are a little bit trickier, but it's all right. All you have to do is either watch me on the YouTube videos for the stroke rate, or if you're listening to this on the podcasts, then you can hear the whoosh, whoosh of my flywheel. And that's how you know. But hopefully you've got a monitor in front of you that has the stroke rate display anyway. Quite handy to be able to know what rate you're doing after all. If your monitor doesn't show you stroke rate, then I'm afraid you're a bit stuffed. I mean, stroke rate is such a integral part of rowing. Not only for the real bottom line of it, that the higher the stroke rate, usually the faster you go, but it's how we can kind of control intensity and kind of manage your training. But the difference between doing a 20 strokes per minute piece at this pace and then saying, right, now I want you to do it at 2K plus 10. The amount of extra force that you have to put in to increase by eight seconds at exactly the same stroke rate completely changes the dynamic of what you're doing. Whereas if someone's just saying, I want you to row at 15 seconds slower than your 2K training pace, but they don't give you a stroke rate guide, it could be all over the place. Oh, it was a sudden diversion. I'm normally talking technique to you at this stage. So, thing I never really mention at the start is just the very basics of sequencing of the stroke. what order to do things in. When I talk technique, I tend to go straight into, this is the catch. This is the finish. But what I want to say is that it's always good 
to spend a little bit of time focusing on whether you've slipped the sequencing of your stroke. Because what you want to do is you go legs to start, then back swing, then finally arms pull in to a finish. So the sequence goes legs, back, arms. Legs, back, arms. And it's the same, or it's flipped for the recovery, which goes arms, back, legs. Arms, back, legs. So legs, back, arms, arms, back, legs. And it's really easy to kind of miss, especially the back. The back's the one that it's quite easy to just miss the timing of to the point that you can tend to do legs and back at the same time on the drive. And then sometimes kind of getting that recovery a little bit messy where your arms will kind of come out, your back will kind of go forwards and your legs will then join in. If you can think about each stage, leg, back, arm, arm, back, leg, without it being robotic and jerky, even if it's just for each side of it, so you just think each time, think about the drive. Legs, back, arms. Legs, back, arms. Legs, back, arms. And do the same in the recovery. Arms, back, legs. Arms, back, legs. Last stroke. But focusing on that, because I mean, many times I think I'm getting it right, and then I'll use some piece of analysis software that tracks your body and things, and it says, "Nope, you're still not getting it." And I'm like, "Oh, why I order?" So it's a good idea to just, especially if you've got mirrors and things, or even a camera, to just give yourself a chance to actually analyze what you're doing. Now this isn't that intense a workout, but I still want you to make sure and drink and hydrate in between. Okay, by the time we get to intervals kind of four, five and six, your wills be kind of a lot hotter and so try, keep the hydration up now. Right, next interval starts in 10 seconds. Give your bottom a wiggle, reseat your seat. Five, four, three, two, one, go. And this one is at 18 strokes a minute. So slightly slower than you were before, both for stroke rate and pace. So we're down at 2K plus 20 this time. So two seconds slower than you were before. Now the relative effort that you're putting into the stroke will actually be pretty much the same here. 
maybe it's like one or two percent easier but really you're the reason you're dropping pace here isn't because you're pushing any less with your legs it's pretty much just because you're taking two strokes a minute less because when you think about it going back to stroke rate again if you put in the same amount of power to the machine for every stroke regardless of what stroke rate you're doing it at you will go faster the more strokes per minute you take so if I at this stroke rate if every stroke or every drive I cover 10 meters which is unlikely but it's a good round figure then at 18 strokes a minute in one minute I'll have covered 180 meters if I'm putting in exactly the same amount of power on the drive so 10 meters per stroke and then I increase to 20 strokes a minute well that then means 200 meters in a minute and if you keep on going all the way up if I'm able to cover 10 meters in every stroke all the way up to say 30 strokes a minute then I'm suddenly covering 300 meters in a minute now there is an element here of the coasting side of it this is why I'm saying the drive phase not the total stroke because right now I drive and then it coasts coast whereas if I'm up at 30 strokes a minute my coast only lasts for about a second so I won't be covering quite as much even the flywheel will be up and faster so it's easier to think about it as a drive phase it's you know at some point I'll end up <laughs> with like a blackboard trying to write out the maths for this and I'll find I'm completely wrong but certainly if you just think about covering 10 meters per stroke at 18 strokes a minute 10 meters per stroke at 30 strokes a minute then that maths is easy just the whole thing is, is that in order to get the stroke rate up you have to put more force into the machine to have a quicker drive phase to the back 
which is why my stroke weeks tend to have, especially for the 2K training plan anyway, every stroke week tends to have a, a kind of constant pace. So 18 strokes a minute, I do those pieces at 2K plus 20. 20 strokes a minute is at 2K plus 18. 22 is at plus 15 or 16. 24 plus 12. 26 plus 9. 28 plus 5. 30 plus 2. And then 32 strokes a minute is 2K pace. And it's a handy way to train, to be honest. Like I say, especially for the 2K. It means you're always setting proper parameters to row in, rather than just saying, Hi, I want you to row it 28 strokes a minute and see how fast you can go. It's nonsense. One more stroke. But maybe not. Maybe nonsense is a bit harsh. Because sometimes you do say, we're going to do one minute at 20 strokes a minute. One minute at 28 strokes a minute. Let's see how fast you can go. But most of the time, from a training point of view, if I'm doing a 28 strokes per minute training piece for a 2K training plan, you'll tend to see that I've said, your pace is 2K plus five to six, because I've that's the parameters for the 28 strokes a minute stroke rate. Once you start looking at like 5Ks and 30 minutes, 10Ks and stuff, this starts to shelve down a little bit and kind of the higher rates tend to not be uh, linked to the stroke rate in the same, or the pace in the same way. But the lower stroke rates like we're doing today pretty much are always stay the same. Right, 10 seconds to go. Give you a butt wiggle. Five seconds to go. Three, two, one, go. Back up to 20 strokes a minute. And 2K plus 18 pace. I don't know what's wrong with me today. That's quite a sudden lecture about stroke rates and things. I mean, it is, seriously, it's the downside to not actually planning out the stuff I'm going to talk to you about when I row is that something will pop into my head and then I'll start talking about it and then before long I suddenly realise we're two intervals into something like this and I've just been trying to fudge my way through maths and talking stroke rates and things. I'll, I'll try and pretend that the reason for that was I was giving you time to analyse your sequencing before starting to talk about technique in a bit more detail. That's my, that's my excuse. <laughs> but it's, it's not true, it's not true. So, the value of 
rows like this is that they're slow enough to really let you think about each of the positions that you get your body into at those different phases of the stroke. So like I say, it's legs, body, arms, arms, body, legs. And each one of them is an ideal body position to be in. Not always it's easier to describe from the start here, right before you start the, the stroke, known as the catch. Because this position, right before the drive, kind of sets up everything about what's going to happen as you're putting the force into the machine. But the important thing to say is that the entire stroke feeds into itself. It is a, what's the best way? It's almost like a form recycling stroke where everything you do affects what you're about to do. So like the position that you're in at the, the catch then affects whether you're able to do your back and arms in the right sequence and then how you recover from the back of the stroke sets up how you get into the catch to be able to start the next stroke. It's all a dance on the machine with everything feeding into each other in a nice fluid way. You'll notice that there's never a point when I'm stopped when I'm holding the handle to my body or whatever. Everything flows in and out. And that's what gives you the rhythm to be able to flow through big long rows. And also the rhythm to be able to change your stroke rates and manage higher stroke rates too. If you're pausing at the back all the time, you're never gonna get up to like 30 strokes a minute or so. Whereas if you're flowing all the time, it's really easy to get up to like the 50s. It then just ends up being more about that drive from the front to get you back quick enough to be able to recover quick enough. So when you see people doing like 70 strokes a minute, it's hilarious. They're like a blur. <laughs> and to be fair, to get up to that kind of a stroke rate, 
quite a lot of them don't have full slides as they take the stroke. They tend to shorten, kind of come into about here and then go back out again. And really we want to be able to use the entire length of our legs and arms. Last stroke. So in the next interval, I'll start talking properly about the positions for the stroke. Don't worry, this all been a huge long lead in <laughs> just to make sure you're nice and warm. Have a drink, remember, stay hydrated. My exercise ring is closed. So, so far, that's 20 odd minutes worth of rowing by the time you factor in the warm up as well. And it's saying I've burnt 200 calories. So, if you're really trying to look at your calories, energy burn if you're on that kind of a diet, then this is a fantastic row to be able to do. By the end of this, I'd figure we're going to be run about, I've burnt around about 400. So, okay, we're going in seven seconds' time. Pick up your handle. Four, three, two, one, go. Back down to 18 strokes a minute again. And your pace slows down by two seconds to 2k plus 20. Or basically you're just putting in the same amount of shove, kind of perceived effort as you were before, but just at a slower stroke rate. So, Let's talk about the catch, which is this position here, right before you take the stroke. There's lots of important things to bring up. I'll go through them and then I'll unpack them. So, arms straight into the catch, forward body lean into the catch, shins pointing vertically, so straight up, so you slide forward enough for them to point vertically. You want to be looking straight ahead, chin in a nice neutral position, maybe looking at the top line of your monitor. Handle height is neutral in front of you, so not low and limp, but also not high. Core braced, ready for the stroke. Posture powerful. So you're up on your sit bones with a nice, powerful posture. You're not collapsed and all rolled in. Arms are nice and Relaxed as you come forwards into the catch. Fingers hooked over the handle with your hands in a kind of an open position. Thumbs underneath, lightly touching your index finger. Now, if you have the flexibility, 
and you can get into this position without your heels coming off the foot plate too far, then that's ideal for when you do push off the foot plates and put the power in. If you find you really have to raise those heels to get into that forward position, shins vertical, then that's okay. What I suggest is you work on your flexibility, but at the same time, if you do need to lift your heels far off the foot plate, then when it does come to starting the drive, I want you to get those heels back down again, okay? So anyway, skipping ahead there. Catch position, straight, relaxed arms, fingers hooked over the handle, forward lean, tilting forwards over the hips so that you're in a powerful posture, up in your sit bones, core braced or ready to be braced, chin neutral, chins vertical and that is the ideal position. Now there's things that can go wrong, like I have a habit of coming forwards and then over leaning, I'll do an extra kind of slump, which I'm trying to fix. Or you might go way past vertical with your shins, going wee, which isn't really ideal from a power point of view, but also from a risk of injury. If you're looking too high up in the air, like ignoring your monitor, it's really hard to get that forward lean if you're looking up. So look straight ahead. If you look down, problem with that is you instantly slouch as you look down and you'll lose that posture. So straight ahead and that way you can concentrate on those arms being straight and relaxed as you start the drive. It's much more better, much more better. Yeah, well done, John. Much better to be focused looking at your monitor last stroke in order to hold your posture and stuff. Much more better, really? I don't know. I got a B in English as well at school. And yet I come along and I use words or phrases like much more better. Although I do wind up my eldest girl sometimes by saying, ah, but I'm betterer than you are. Daddy, betterer is not a word. Yes, it is if it comes out of my mouth. If you look at the state of some of the 
words in the dictionary. Irregardless is apparently made into the dictionary. What does irregardless mean? It means regardless. Just as someone put irra on the front. <sighs> Stupid. Sorry. There you go. There's a rant for you. Okay. That'll be the hashtag for today. Irregardless. <laughs> Seven seconds to go until the next interval. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. <sighs> Back up to 20 strokes a minute. 2K plus 18 pace. Irregardless. I mean, come on. Anyway, so we talked about the catch and that's all very well and good, but if all you ever do for rowing is get into the catch position, you're just going to be sitting at the front of the machine and nothing will happen. And you're certainly not going to burn any calories that way. So you kind of have to make the flywheel move. And although your arms and your hands are what's directly connected to the flywheel through the handle, this isn't a pulling motion, okay? It is when you get to the back of the stroke, here, but you've got a whole load of drive arms drive arms see loads of leg drive and then arms <laughs> so what the action is is about getting that power from your legs up through your body into your arms into the handle, to the flywheel. And that's just from your legs, okay? As you start the stroke. So, this is the importance of posture, straight arms, and the forward lean, as that is what gets the power from your body into the flywheel and then lets you finish with the pull. If you pull from the start, okay, right from the front here, not only are you, <laughs> I can't do that anymore, are you working against the power from your legs, you're also robbing the chance of a strong finish at the end. Now it's maybe a bit of a elitist reference here, but if you've ever been water skiing, think about what the difference in how your body feels between if you had straight arms being towed by the boat or if you had bent arms and therefore it's all tension through your biceps you're going to be in agony fighting against the boat with bent arms whereas 
with straight arms and a powerful posture, braced core and stuff, the power from the boat just goes right through your body all the way down to your feet into the skis and that's how you ski along the water so it's basically that in reverse for the leg drive is that you're pushing with your legs that power goes up through your body through those straight arms and into the handle so you keep those arms straight for half of the leg drive at which point their power starts to drip away and that's why you only then add in the backswing and then the arms to kind of top up that fading power I mean it should be relatively self-explanatory but it's really not it's so hard it's something to spend your whole rowing career working on pushing with the legs holding that forward lean keeping those arms straight hanging off the handle because of that power coming through and then only towards the back do you add in and top up the power going into the machine with your back and arms <sighs> alright six strokes to go Four, three, two, last one, one, another minute's rest, now, hang on, have a drink. Hopefully, this is keeping you at that real kind of lower heart rate bottom intensity workout to the point that you might start to be kind of going I don't actually need these one minute rests but they're important to stop or mitigate as much as possible against cardiac drift where if this was just a 36 minute long row you'd find your heart rate would just climb 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 whereas these one minute rests give a chance to dip so hopefully it won't climb too much by the time you get to the end of this last interval. 10 seconds to go. Wiggle your butt. Reseat your seat. Five, four, three, two, one. Go. <clears throat> Is butt a swear word? Can I say butt? B-U-double-T. Because I want to make a standalone video about stopping butt pain when you're rowing and what I don't know is how often I can say butt is that too many times? 
Oh, I've spouted the stroke rate, haven't I? We're at 18 this time round. Sorry, folks. 18 strokes a minute. 2K plus 20. He's done it again. I was too busy singing you my butt song. <laughs> to think at the beginning, after the warm-up, I was concerned that it was going to be quite a low-key, muted row. And I was being far too sensible. And then, 36 minutes later, he's singing the butt song and completely missing the stroke rate. You wouldn't get the other guys doing this, would you? They'd just all be rippling torsos and gleaming white teeth and just professional within a within an inch of their amazingly well-kept hair. I'm not having to go at them. <laughs> I mean, they do both look amazing rowing topless. You'll never see me doing that. Nobody wants to see me rowing with my shirt off. Anyway, right, back to it, come on. Stop distracting me. We've only got just over three and a half minutes left. And I've still got to cover the recovery. Anyway, so, arm pull. Pull into your chest, round about sternum height. Nice and powerful. Get those elbows through. Squeeze your shoulder blades together. Legs straight. Feet connected to the foot plate. Now, I did see one of the other rowing guys who finishes with his toes pointed. It's kind of like this at the end. I would have messaged him and asked him why he does that, but he's a competitor. We're enemies. <laughs> anyway, so, pull in, legs down, nice and straight. And then, once you finish your stroke, push the handle out at the same pace you brought it in at. So, in, out, okay? In, out. You're not going boom, boom. Like that, okay? It's not a real jerk. I'm the only real jerk here. <laughs> that was too easy, wasn't it? Even for my dad jokes, that was too easy. But yeah, so in, out, then rock forwards. Ideally, you rock as you start. So arms back and then the point when you stop your body rock is when your hands are past your knees and then that's when you can bend your knees to slide effortlessly 
to the front of the machine. Now, you don't get to the front of the machine by tugging on the foot straps. Because not only does that pop your knees up, so then you have to throw your hand all over them. Remember, I talked about posture for the catch. If you tug, then your posture suddenly sets backwards and you're in this weird position as you start recovering and you've got to somehow get from that to that which I can guarantee you will either tire you out massively or injure you so if you can think about just rocking over your hips backwards and forwards staying nice posture you're not going to have this issue which it has to be said is the number one cause of butt pain to go back to the beginning of this interval again last stroke there we go I must apologise I don't know what happened to me in that interval it's almost like for the first three or four intervals I'd been kind of prancing around what, what am I trying to say today? How am I, I'm trying to be professional ah. and in that last interval it all just went <laughs> and I started singing the butt song so I'll be a number one hit soon ah cool, I've already got my two minutes sitting on the ErgZone app so all I have to do is press the button to continue to the next interval which hopefully you won't need to because it'll all be set for you on the ErgZone thing um, so we're going to do a two minute cooldown Admittedly, that wasn't that tough a row in the first place, but cooldowns are really important in order to let your mind disengage, your body gets a chance to cool down, and also just so you get into the habit of doing cooldowns. So let's go with a two minute cooldown. In three, two, one, go. So, what I'm saying is that say you've just done a 2000 meter time trial you really need to do a cool down after that but sometimes you can be like oh I'm done with rowing for today and you skip it which then means the next day you could be just in for some muscle soreness that you had absolutely no, no need to be in had you just done a cool down so if you get used to doing cool downs after every session then it just becomes habit. There's also, you can play tricks on yourself. Like every time you do a cool down, have a, I don't know, have a jelly baby afterwards. Something you like, a single sweet that you really like is a reward. Do that often enough and eventually your brain will start looking forward to a cool down because you'll get a little treat. Yes, I'm now employing dog training. <laughs> I'll get a clicker next. Oh, he's a good boy. Did you do a cool down? Oh, you did. Oh, you're a good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> or girl. Man, this is one of those ones I should really just delete, isn't it? 
<laughs> between introducing dog training, the butt butt song, my mini rant about irregardless, and the quite muted start. It's not my finest example of my work, but to be honest, it's quite accurate as an example of my work in that sometimes I can just be all over the place. And to be honest, this is the point of what I do. I mean, surely you're... I, I suppose if this is the first time here and this is the first one of my videos you've watched, you might be like, what is this guy on about? Can you just stick on some music instead? But if you've watched enough of my stuff, you kind of know that this is what I do. This is, there's no room for another Austin or another Shane doing this kind of stuff. There you go, I named them. Don't, don't hunt for them, don't leave me, please don't leave me. There's no room for them, okay? They've got this all sewn up for the people that wanna have a row with a guy with his top off and, and that stuff. And they're amazing at what they do. But I also think that some people just don't want that. They, they want to listen to a Scotsman singing the butt butt song. Yeah, maybe they don't want that either, eh? Uh, is it time for a rethink? I tried, to be honest, if you look at the last like, three or four rows, you'll see that I've been trying to get a shorten the intros and the outros because some guy at YouTube marketing said, ah, yes, audience retention, you're losing people at the end. You need to just say, that's all, goodbye. So you can get your, your YouTube algorithm up and that, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? That's not why I make these. I make these for the folks that just want to hear my dad jokes and want to have a nice row with me. And you know what? It's a byproduct. You're going to be fitter, faster and stronger and you're going to have enjoyed yourself. I don't shout at you. I don't tell you to row as fast as me. I don't... I'll rant about things, like, irregardless, and my current rant. This is obviously coming under rant, but, yeah. Anyway, so, that was week four session, what was that before, of the 2K Redux plan, or just a very handy fitness-boosting standalone row. Um, so I hope, however you did that, I hope uh, at least you enjoyed the row, if you did, even if you are like, what, what? This is probably why every now and then people say, yeah, 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 I just mute John and put on some music instead. Um, or, I and mean, the closed caption thing's quite a good idea. Someone said about that, they just turn on the subtitles. But then, I think because I speak so fast, some of the words that I say kind of get a bit misinterpreted by um, YouTube. Because I've done it before and it's, I've F-bombed a couple of times in closed captions because it hasn't quite worked out what, what I've said and it comes up with a swear word. I'm like, I didn't say that. This is clean, this is a family show. It's filmed in front of a, li a live studio audience. Yeah, anyway, right. So, boo, boo shucks to the YouTube guy that said I should have shorter outros, eh? Hey, what does he know? <laughs> you're still here. <laughs> right, okay, I'm, I'm going now. If you enjoyed this, are you still here? So the hashtag is definitely gonna be irregardless because I think it's just the most bonkers word well, there's, there's other ones. I quite like bungalow. I love the word bungalow, but irregardless. Thank you very much for putting up with me. I really hope that you are getting fitter, faster and stronger because if you're putting up with this and you're not seeing the body rewards, yeesh. Okay, you have a great day, week, whatever. I will see you in the next row. Please stay safe. Be well. Bye-bye. For more info and to check out the YouTube videos, go to rowalong.com.